This is Louise Gartner with Spectrum Commodities taking a look at the wheat markets for Monday, March 11th. Well, unfortunately, wheat markets just continue to get pummeled. As we saw last week, just more selling pressure throughout the week. For the week, we saw Chicago down 18, Kansas City down 14, Minneapolis down 9, corn was down 9, soybeans down 15. So it wasn't like it was they were by themselves getting pressure. A lot of fun selling going on, but there's also fundamental uh, weakness that certainly has permeated the wheat space. That primarily is world cash prices declining fairly precipitously, uh, especially for this time of year. Catching the market by surprise, or certainly a lot of us uh, who, who watch the wheat market closely, just expecting that this time of year the United States would be pretty much the primary seller in the world export market and certainly have high quality wheat. But that has not evolved that way, to say the least. France started the slide here about a month ago with a pretty major sale to Algeria at prices that were notably less than where they had sold them just the previous month. And then Russia kicked back into the export market with some aggressive offers to Egypt trying to recapture their market share there. And the United States, we had our, our blip of activity. And uh, in fact, much of that activity was during the government shutdown. We just weren't aware of how much was being sold. When we finally got the caught up numbers, we were well above trade expectations. But by that time, world prices are, had already started to drop. And we were seeing uh, pretty aggressive sales coming out of the European Union and the Black Sea region. So we had our day in the sun. We just didn't get to see the sun, I guess, is, is one way to put it. And then, of course, we had the supply-demand report on Friday. Didn't give us very good numbers there either. Kind of thought, you know, USDA would take a look at the, the pretty solid pace of exports through these last couple months and uh, maybe at least keep export expectations unchanged. But that was not the case either. They're noting the increased activity in world exports and the slippage in world prices and expect that that will continue into the end of the marketing year. So they lowered U.S. wheat exports to 35 million bushels, took it down to 965 million. They raised imports of 5 million and they lowered food use 5 million. So ending stocks were bumped up 45 million bushels in U.S. wheat, taking it up to 1.055 billion bushels. That's a big number and it's just an overwhelming number for the market to to deal with. You know, upwards of a billion, that's it's tough to build a bull market. You know, we were trying to build, you know, at least a short-term bull market on a window of opportunity for the United States and shorter crops in Europe and the Black Sea, in particular of, of the higher quality. But it just hasn't evolved that way. Argentina has been able to fill a lot of that gap, and uh, Australia, of course, has been largely absent. But the presence of Russia has just been too overwhelming. You know, we knew that, you know, what their export pace was. We knew what we, the total, what they expected. And we we knew, you know, coming into this new year that they still had about 10 million tons of wheat to export. Uh, we just thought that the winter would slow them down and that, you know, we would have this this time space kind of just to ourselves, or at least to North America. That hasn't evolved that way. It looks like the Russian um, uh, government has been able to improve port capacity and facilities, especially at the deep water ports, where they've been able just to continue to load wheat, despite uh, you know fairly tight port uh, capacity. Again, they've been increasing that. We we thought that that would pretty much hit the market in this next marketing year for them. 
but that's not the case either. They, they've just continued to be a presence and push wheat out of the country. They still yet have about 8 million tons of wheat left to sell, which is a, a sizable number for this late in the marketing year. And as we're turning the, the calendar to March and actually approaching mid-March, uh, it looks like you know the growing season is going to be well underway here in in just a few weeks. It's going to be a slow start in the Central Plains simply because of cold and snow conditions, but in the Southern Plains we're greening up, and the wheat mark or the wheat crop looks better than it did last year. So that's another negative component to the wheat space. Now, of course, plantings here in the United States at our 110-year lows. That's worth noting. But so far, what, what we're able to see, you know, the market is off to a decent start. And it has a lot of moisture available to it. So that's a huge, uh, even though production will be down likely, just knowing that at least what's out there is at least going to have moisture available. The bigger question is because so much of the wheat was planted very late, what kind of tillering did you get? What kind of establishment did you have? We know that it didn't have a lot of vegetative matter before it went into dormancy, especially across much of Kansas. So that's worth noting as well. And with the price action we've seen over the last three weeks where the market has completely fallen apart, that there's virtually no weather premium built into this market. So it wouldn't take much of a spark to get a fire going in the wheat space, especially with the hedge funds at a record short position in Kansas City. They're not near that in Chicago, but Kansas City's where we're looking. That's where you have the big drop in acres and where you have uh, the, the most difficulty in planting last fall. That's not to say that that uh, soft red wheat won't have its day either. They've had a pretty difficult winter with a lot of cold in the southern part of the Midwest, northern Delta area with no snow cover. Northern part of the soft red country has had quite a bit of snow cover, so that shouldn't be an issue. But it's it's the lower, uh, the, the, well, the southern Midwest, and again, the Delta region where there, there's a lot of rain. There's a lot of wheat is standing in water. And then, of course, you had pretty cold temperatures down to zero in the southern Midwest where you didn't have any snow cover. So there could be some winter kill in soft red and there could be some winter kill in hard red, but uh, you know we're just gonna have to wait another few weeks to be get a good look at that. So for now, we're looking at the wheat market, trying to recover, trying to get some bounce going to it. We had a negative reaction following the supply demand reports release. The market had a pretty sharp jab down seven cents and then it kind of snapped back and then slowly started to just pace sideways through the rest of the day. So perhaps the market is finding its low, carving out you know some sort of a bottom here. Not unusual to see on a crop report after an extended move one way or the other. You usually tend to get your turning points on those crop reports. And we did have a negative crop report and the market reacted and then it bounced back pretty sharply. So it wouldn't surprise me at all to see the market at least get some kind of a bounce. At this point, however, because the market has completely fallen apart here with Kansas City dropping, you know, 60, 70 cents just in the last month, it's pretty, pretty breathtaking move. Even if you had a weather event, I think the best you would probably be getting is, is basically just a test of where we started this next leg down, which is the bottom end of that trading range that was pretty well defined and I thought we would hold and the market just didn't. It, it completely melted through it. it. never really even made an attempt to retest that trading range low. 
So I think that we'll probably get some weather premium in here. You'll probably get some weather scares. The market will rally, and you'll get back up to the low end of that trading range. So for Kansas City, you know, that takes us up to that 510 area. And again, it was a well-defined bottom end of the range that just totally fell apart. And in Chicago, the July contract there would take you up to around the 512, 515 area. Minneapolis, and these are on the July contracts. In Minneapolis, it were, we're just trickling lower. It wasn't a very well-defined trading range. We'd probably get back up to some swing highs around 590. And that, you know, sitting at 550 right now. So that's that's a 40 cent move. But the other ones are more like a 70 cent move. And Minneapolis, when you look at the spreads between Minneapolis and Kansas City or Minneapolis, Chicago, the spreads have just soared higher. And it's not because the market was rallying. It's because the winter wheats just fell apart. Minneapolis was lower, but and again, not to the degree that winter wheat was. You know, it, it uh, Chicago lost $0.09 cents to Minneapolis alone last week. Kansas City lost about $0.05 cents to Minneapolis. But that's just part of this move that has rallied very sharply over the last few weeks. So, you know, there are some still some potential bullish components to this market. Weather, of course, in the Central Plains. If we run into trouble during the month of April, that gives the market time to react and, and try to buy some spring wheat acres. Farmers in the Northern Plains kind of scratching their heads, trying to figure out what to grow. Uh, you know, the wheat market not giving you much incentive. Pulse crops have had a... Uh, semi-disastrous year last year from a price perspective you know and you, you can probably go to corner beans we'll see corn's expensive to grow uh, finances are fairly tight across much of farm country so it's a tough one it, it's a tough decision as it often is but uh, the wheat market hasn't hasn't given the, the farmer much reason to give it a, a good hard look unfortunately so you know if if you don't have any weather problems, we'll probably be okay. Uh, there should be plenty of moisture across the northern plains for a good spring wheat crop. There's you know, a lot of snow cover. I think that one of the reasons Minneapolis is holding against the winter wheats is that you don't have big winter wheat plantings, but also that snow is pretty deep across virtually the entire northern plains. It's not going to be an early planting season. And so, you know, wheat is going to have to compete with other acres, but also compete with Mother Nature as it's, I think it's going to be a slow melt. And um, it's going to take some time before farmers really get in the field across the north. So be as it may, you know, this morning markets are fairly quiet. We were down one to two in wheat, beans down two, corn is up one. So fairly quiet to get things rolling this morning, but um by and large, I, I think the wheat market probably has found a bottom here that after an extended sell-off, then you get a crop report that's negative, and the market never really reacted that much to the crop report. So hopefully we found our low here on a crop report, and we'll at least start to work our way higher, put some weather premium in the market, and uh, get a little bit of a bounce here, come up for air if nothing else in this wheat space. And as we get into the growing season, usually you see some kind of weather premium develop at least early into April and into early May. That's kind of our target. We're still looking for that seasonal, I thought it'd be a lot better performance, but there's still good reason to think that the market will will find stability here and start to work its way higher into that early May time window. 
If you have any questions, feel free to call me at 1-800-888-9843. This has been Louise Gartner with Spectrum Commodities.